Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. Boing. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Hit me. Fine. How you doing? You have a great show. I'm a big fan. Boing. So what 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 seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead, and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono. It's all about the Charbono, dude. Succulent fish. What? He ate 54 wiener. So listen, Lavernius, shut your face. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seed. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. Top men. All right, just like that, we are into the second hour. Welcome aboard. You found the Barbecue Central Show. And we do it live with barbecue and grilling talk here. Traditionally, this is where I rant about various whatnot. What did I do with, uh... Oh, crap. Boing. Right, hold on. I, now we got to get to the guests. Problem with working on too many computers is eventually you don't make the same... Switches from one to the one that really counts. So I'm buying time here, real quick, till I can scroll down through my Google Docs and pull up my outline. Uh, thanks again to Sam, the cooking guy, for joining me last hour. Also, Malcolm Reed. If you missed it, don't forget you can sign up for the podcast and get it that way. Consume it whenever you want. Uh, top of the second hour again. Not usually for guests, but. We'll throw caution to the wind this time. And welcome in friend of the show, who shall only be called going forward, Stover. Hi, Stover. What's happening? Hey, man. Thanks for having me be a guest on your show. Well, uh, only because you asked am I thinking about putting you on as a guest, and we'll see where it goes from here. First things first, I've asked some folks about the Crazy Times tournament through the NCAA. Do you ha- do you see a final two out of the final four? I don't even know one team in the NCAA. Really? Yeah. All right, hold well, what on. What is the NCAA? We're going to play a game show. First of all, okay, let's do it. we have contestant Stover. Stover, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, well, I am Stover. Uh, I am also known as the Barbecue Hunk. I'm a well-known barbecue personality, and by well-known, I mean a thousand people follow me on Instagram. <laughs> well, all right. We're almost there. All right, so let's play the game. Let's do it. All right, Stover, I'm going to ask you a series of basketball-related questions, and you have the opportunity to win cash prizes for every correct answer. Yes! I'm a, so excited. An Let's amount go. yet to be determined, but believe me, it could very well be not life-changing money. Okay. Well, question, I'm used to not life-changing money. Thank question you. number one. What does NCAA stand for? Okay. I've got to think about this. It is never collect a aardvark. I'm sorry. That is not it. Well, that's all right. We'll continue on. Question number two, Stover. That was a fun game. Well, we're not done yet. Ouch. Name, name one 
basketball team that is now in the final four of the entire basketball country collegiately. One of the final four. Uh, this one I do know, Greg, and I think I'm in for the money. Okay. The Portland Trail Blazers. Is that your final answer? That is my final answer. All right. We will race to the answer thing. And we do not find. Andrew, you are not the <laughs> Sorry. Not the Portland Trail Blazers. Of course, Portland Trail Blazers is an NBA team. And uh, not an NCAA team. Texas Tech would have been the correct answer. Auburn would have been a right answer. Michigan State would have been a correct Virginia would have been a correct answer. There you go. The old Gonzaga. That's right. Not Gonzaga. Next, last question. Okay, let's do this. Barbecue hunk, Stover. Yes. Name last year's. NCAA Men's Division One overall champion. Okay. Can I phone a friend? No. I was going to call John Solberg. Who? Uh-oh. John Solberg. John, trust me, you, you probably have better sports knowledge than John Solberg. Yeah. A professed non-sports if there's one, I actually am the only person who knows less than John Solberg. Great. That doesn't bode well for you. Um, I'm going to guess yeah. the big... They, his nickname is The Big, okay. and they call him The Big Steph Curry. The Big Steph Short Curry. for Stephanie. Okay. Do you have a team name for that? Yes, he is on the Global State Aardvarks. Is that your final answer? <laughs> it is, yes. Okay. Of course, we all know that is completely wrong. It was Villanova. Of course. You know it was Villanova. Why would you why would you ask me about basketball? You know it was. You know this. I don't know anything. All right, here we go. Let's let's sum up. Stover knows yeah. nothing about sports, even less about NCAA basketball. Even though we are in the midst of the most hotly anticipated 64 realm bracket you have ever seen, the last round was incredible. You have no idea what's happening. But that's all right, because we're not really here to talk about it. So, for everybody here, for Stover, for myself, here at the NCAA Basketball Trivia Game, this is your program host, Greg Reppy, saying adieu. I love that show, Greg. Thank you for letting me participate in that. All right. I just like the clapping at that part. I mean, that, that machine claps like a bitch. You can't do it humanly. It's, it's humanly impossible. <laughs> All right, so uh, Stover, I wanted to have you on because if people are following you as Barbecue Hunk, I think, uh-huh. my, I think my ear just went out. Uh, they may or may not have noticed that you are running a Barbecue Hunk Hall of Fame contest, or perhaps they didn't even know they were taking part in it. That's right, All yes. Right. Um, I opened up a Barbecue Hunk Hall of Fame contest a couple days ago, asked okay. for entries, and it is now closed, so uh, you won't be able to enter this contest. Um, I have one winner. One person entered. Really? Yeah. Maybe it's the person on the line right now. Caller, go, call go ahead. Oh, well, but there was no, there's no pay. Hello? Um, I have one. Hello? Who's this? Austin. Who? Austin. Go ahead, Austin. 
You have a question for Stover? I do have a question for Stover. You know, I've been following uh, Barbie. You got to you got to turn it down behind you. Oh shit! All right. Is this one of my fans? Come on, give me a break. He's he's out of here. I can't be dealing with JV callers. You got. I tell you every goddamn week. Turn your stuff he was off a real behind you. Punk. Why are you yelling at him? I'm talking to everybody now. If you're gonna call into the show, don't play anything in the background. Be ready. There's no call screener. As soon as you hear yourself or you hear me talking, you are on the air. Okay. Don't make me chastise you every time you people try to call in. You're going to get caught up in the echo monster if you don't follow my rule. He thought he heard me. Then he heard his radio. Then he got confused. Then he stopped talking. Then I hung up on him. Let's talk about the barbecue hunk. Was that the winner of the barbecue hunk Hall of Fame contest there? Mr. Austin? I don't know. Was it? Let's just call him the winner, Greg. All right. What I really wanted to tell you is that because only one person entered, yes, uh, we're gonna have a whole new contest. All right. Quickly tell me about the new contest. How do we get it? Okay. I would like to make for charity, and I've been talking about this for about a whole year now, a barbecue hunk calendar, mm. and I've been asking for submissions. So I need nine more people. I already have three months full. Oh yeah. Okay. So with peace and love, peace I and need love. nine hunky men or hunky pieces of meat. Submitted to me on Instagram. You got to tag Barbecue Hunk. That's BBQ Hunk. And you might end up in this calendar. So, for instance, I could uh, take the cover off of my brand new Weber grill. Maybe take my own cover off with some tongs. Maybe like a real (laughs) slinky apron. Take a picture with my new Pixel 3 and send it to you. And hashtag it and tag you at Barbecue Hunk. That's right. Uh, I'm looking for slovenly men holding big pieces of meat, preferably. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love that. Uh-oh. Sounds great. You and I both know from selling barbecue t-shirts that there's something called barbecue medium. Yes. Uh, and three, that's triple XL. I was going to say, that's 3XL where I come from. <laughs> wow. That's right. Yes. I, 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 so once... I want everyone to follow Barbecue Hunk okay. and send your photos. And at the end of the year, I will announce on this show, I'm telling Greg for the first time, uh, the winners of the Barbecue Hunt Calendar Contest. And the prizes you are included in the calendar, correct? You are included in the calendar, and okay. lots of people will be staring at your uh, body and meat. Right. Yes. And then... <laughs> it's a big prize. <laughs> how, much, uh, how much money do you anticipate generating for uh, charity? Um, well, let's see. My mom said she'd buy one. So uh, about $10. One, you, as in a box? Uh-oh. One box she'll buy? <laughs> yeah, one box. Wow. My mom is buying one box of barbecue on calendars. And then uh, you said you would uh, go in for a pallet. Yes, a pallet uh, for giveaways for the winners of cheese or font. You didn't ask who the three uh, people were that were already included I in the calendar. I was getting there. Who are the three people already included? Are they the embedded well, uh, correspondents? Got- <laughs> you got the barbecue hunk right here. Yes, right. You, you can't give up this guy. Then you have the original barbecue hunk, Brendan Lamb from Fort Worth. Yes. He does Smiley's Barbecue. Very hunky. Uh, the well-known barbecue hunk, much hunkier than I am with my new dad bod. And then um, he doesn't know it yet, but Mr. Greg Rempe. He Mr. is? December. All right. Sweet. Yeah. I would love to see the picture you got of me. <laughs> I got it last year at the NBBQA conference. Oh, yeah? And I had all my clothes yeah. on? A little sneaky peek. Oh, I like it. Well, 
Hey, what can I tell you? Were you in my room that one? Is that what I heard? Scrummaging around? Do you know? Yes. Do you know it's been a year since we fell in love, Greg? Yeah, I knew it. I was just looking at that the other day. Somebody's like, oh, are you coming back this year? And I was like, well, let me see. Can I pay $75 more to try and get my podcast to win again? No, I don't think I want to do that. One of my favorite moments of all time was um, revealing to you that you came in fifth and we came oh, in third on this podcast. God, that was the worst. One of the, the uh, that was that might have been the second worst, the first worst, and uh, certainly no offense to uh, uh, what were the guys' names that did the the best uh, the the rub podcast? Jimmy Shotwell and Forrest Goodman. Uh, well, Forrest wasn't there, but Jimmy Shotwell was at. Uh, I think we were over at Hooters, and I was sitting across from him, and he didn't want to rub it in my face, but he wanted to rub it in my face. I was like, Jimmy. So I just sat there. I like you as just a outed that you saw Jimmy at Hooters. Yeah, I saw, and I, I it's a professional. There were a lot of other barbecue types in there too, you know. So I think GQ I was in there. Such a thing. Yeah, I mean they have really good wings. If we're asking, but uh, what else? What do you, you think is happening right now at the NBBQA conference? I, how we're not there? I, I don't know. Do you think uh, Yoni's there? A lot of the same. Who? Yoni from the Best Barbecue Show. Oh, I totally forgot about that show. Um, I don't know what's going to be going on this week. I would imagine a lot of the same as it has been for decades. Um, but hopefully I'll get reports. Meathead's supposed to be there this year, so maybe I'll ask him and see what's happening. Uh, we have limited time left, Stover, so uh, anything else before I let you go? Uh, no, I just want people to touch bases with me at BBQ Hunk. All right. um, it's not just a bunch of jokes. I'm going to be doing a lot of food stuff from Portland, okay. going to a lot of barbecue events again this year. Uh, and now that I've had a child, I'm even that much more dedicated to. You the had a child. Stuff. Good for you. I, I told you I announce everything on your show. Man, that's Greg. The Every best. life change I've ever had, I've announced right. on your show. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Well, this is the pl- if there's no better place to do it, then you better do it here on this show. That's what I always say. <laughs> I can't wait to announce my death. Well, I would love to see that. I mean, I wouldn't like to see. I mean, you know what? I, I don't want to see you die. That's what I'm saying. But if you're going to die, I want to hear you announce it on this show. That's right. We've taken a creepy right. turn, and I, I want to get out of this immediately. Uh, Stover right. can be found at BBQ Honk. Follow him. He is well over 1,000 with a bullet. And don't forget, if you want to take some saucy pictures with your person and a big hunk of meat, you can tag <laughs> at BBQ Honk, and you might have a shot of filling out one of the nine open spots in the barbecue Honk calendar that will be sold for charity. Let's do it. All right, so we'll uh, keep an update on that. Uh, Stover, appreciate you stopping by. All right. There he is. Stover. John Dawson, not incorrect with creep factor to 27. I agree with that. Paul Schotty coming up out of the break. I want to quickly tell you about Big Papa Smokers. Your best place for all your barbecue and grilling needs. That's right. Everything at Big Papa Smokers is handpicked by Sterling, Big Papa Ball himself. Sterling pulling off a second at Santa Anita in the second day. Congratulations to Sterling and team. Uh, Whether you're a backyard barbecue fanatic or a competition pro, Big Papa Smokers has something for you. How about those great rubs and seasonings? Sweet Money, Money, Cattle Prod, Cash Cow, Little Louie's, Desert Gold. Double Secret Steak Rub. That's one of my favorites. That's one of my favorites. 
13 perfectly balanced flavors that transform ordinary meals into extraordinary. Also, that great partnership with Steph Franklin over at Simply Marvelous Barbecue. They form the West Coast offense when used together or in combination. Owner of Granny's Barbecue Sauce. If you're looking for that new go-to sauce, go ahead and check out Granny's traditional yet powerful flavors. Also, aside from the premium selection of rubs and sauces, they have great cookers for you to choose from for sale. How about the Mac 2-Star General Pellet Grill? Big Papa's is the exclusive Mac dealer, and they even offer special packages if you don't like pellet smokers. The Old Hickory Ace BP is the charcoal smoker that Big Papa trusts on his competition trailer. They also have the M Grill from Texas. It's built like a tank for all you backyard enthusiasts. If you're not sure what you need, call them, 877-828-0727, or shop online at BigPapaSmokers.com. That's BigPapaSmokers.com. Paul Shotty coming up out of the break. Stick around. Be right back. Giving you a monthly visit from a doctor of barbecue, a man actually named Meathead, the author of a barbecue bible, bloggers, reviewers, competitors, and manufacturers by the dozens. It's the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. All right, welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by Smithfield. Are you signed up? for the Smokin' with Smithfield National Barbecue Championship. I hope so. Registration is free. Sign up today. Hit SmokinWithSmithfield.com. That's S-M-O-K-I-N, SmokinWithSmithfield.com for all the details. Also, a few spots left for this year's Smokin' with Smithfield Committee Cooks program, but don't delay. Again, the website, SmokinWithSmithfield.com. That's SmokinWithSmithfield.com. All right, my guest in the first, uh, my first guest in the second hour, very successful competition cook, also VP of Head Country Sauces and Rubs. Let's go ahead and race to the hotline and welcome back, friend of the show, Paul Shotty. Paul, how are you, buddy? Hey, I'm doing uh, very well, Greg. Uh, Paul, appreciate you making time for the show as always. And very excited to talk with you here this evening. So let's start with kind of where I left off with my last guest about a year ago. We were all down yep. in Fort Worth, Texas, celebrating and taking part in the 2018 I Am Barbecue for NBBQA. That's obviously refiring here uh, mid to late this uh, mid to late week. This week also obviously stretches into the weekend. So, know you're going to be a part of it. What are you going to be doing there, and uh, what are you going to be taking part in? I am going to be there, Greg, and I'm going to participate uh, with just talking about what does it take to get your product to market and uh, hopefully uh, educate people, um, you know, what I've experienced over the years and bringing barbecue sauce to the market. How many NBBQA conventions have you been to, Paul? Uh, Five. Five, okay. You know, not too many, but, you know, They've been significant over the years, so 
it's been a good deal. How do you gauge what NBBQA is? Is it mostly people that are in the industry? I think there there seems to be a little confusion on, you know, if you were just some, well, I mean, I'm different in the case where, you know, I could show up pretty much to any kind of barbecue event and get something out of it. But, you know, if, uh, you know, John or Jane Backyard Cook wanted to show up during the course of the week, is there stuff for them there? Or do you really need to be in the business or industry of barbecue to get something out of those first three or four days? No, I would really encourage people to come and just learn because uh, this barbecue sauce uh, industry is very competitive. Whether you're a competition cook or wanting to make sauce, seasoning, marinade, whatever. Uh, so come and learn, listen, and just uh, find out what's going on. Because I've told people over the years, um, don't hawk the house, you know, because, man, you can you can spend a bunch of money and um, just, you know, not make any. So come and learn. And listen to the the people that have been there, and I'll be there to tell people what I've learned over the years. I don't want them to make the same mistakes that I made. I want them to be successful and learn faster than what I did. Paul Shotty joining me here on the show from Head Country. Paul, I've talked about it time and time again here on this show when we have somebody that is looking to bring sauce to market maybe they're not a even a small company looking to even get bigger just somebody let's say like me who feels they have a sauce in the kitchen that they want to try and then bring out to the masses 10 15 years ago you didn't see near the amount of barbecue sauce on the shelves at grocery stores or just kind of widely available in any store you want to the, today you go into convenience stores, and there's a variety of different barbecue sauces. You go into the bigger grocery store chains, you might have a half an aisle or a full aisle of different barbecue and grilling accoutrements, and a large portion of that is barbecue sauce. So when it comes to barbecue sauce, Paul, how do you try and stand out, or how do you make yourself stick out amongst all the rest of the stuff, which I guess could be considered noise to a certain degree? You don't want to just bring a... Uh, same kind of mousetrap to the party. You know, Greg, uh, you have to stay true to your uh, formulation and your what you brought to the table. But uh, I would challenge anybody to find something else in the grocery store that is more competitive than barbecue sauce. Uh, it's really tough and... Uh, you just have to take what your core is and and sell it. Uh, stay true to what you've got. Why did you want to bring something to the table in the first place? And um, uh, just stay there. Uh, you can bring other flavors in, but on the other hand, I believe that you will uh, just alienate yourself um so just stay stay true to your to your core is there a 
I, I'm actually kind of following a guy who is going through this whole process right now, and we're doing quarterly updates with him. He's uh, just in the part now where it looks like he's going to get his stuff bottled and he's going to be able to start bringing it out, trying to get it into places. We've talked about pricing and sacrificing of ingredients where maybe the co-packer is saying, well, instead of using this ingredient, you can use this. It's going to give you a similar profile, but it's going to reduce your costs a little bit. That's going to allow you to put a little bit more profit, make more money on the bottles. Certainly a lot of different things to look at from a sauce perspective. But is there is there a time frame that you need to consider as far as, okay, I'm it's going to be an expense for me for X amount of time before I really want to think about turning a profit? Or is turning a profit something you really want to set yourself up for day one? Well, uh, I hope I answer this question um, right, Greg, in the fact that, you know, I have a lot of people that come to me and say, uh, people love my sauce. I make it, give it to them, and they love it. <laughs> and I said, okay, then start saying something like, I'm going to charge you $5 a bottle. Right. Will you still, will you still buy it? And... Uh, I used to not say things like that and, because I didn't want to be, um, you know, alienate people. But on the other hand, that's business. And so it's that's what it's all about. So if you've got special ingredients that hike up the price, make it more uh, expensive because as chefs, like myself, you can grab ingredients off the shelf and go put this in there and put that in there. And bottom line is, uh, can you produce something and make it efficient and make it palatable for people to buy? Probably not. So you need to really think about what you're putting in your sauce or seasoning, marinade, whatever it might be. Um, and don't make it so expensive. And can you buy those things? Can you, can a manufacturer find those things and, and produce that efficiently? And that's a big thing right now. Paul Shani joining me here on the show, headcountry.com, the website. If you've never tried the head country sauce, you're certainly missing out a bunch of different flavors to try. The original is one of my favorites, but also the apple, uh, the apple, is it apple jalapeno or apple, apple habanero? Apple habanero. Yeah, okay, that's my neighbor's favorite bar. I mean, it's probably, it's 1A, 1B between Head Country Original and the apple uh, habanero, but it's my neighbor's favorite barbecue I sauce. Which, I don't care which one it is, just buy one. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> right, <laughs> buy one, buy both if you're feeling up to it, right, Paul? Exactly. Uh, the other thing that I want to touch base on is, while Head Country is certainly well-known for the sauce, there's other stuff that's in the profile or, or the portfolio that is really popular as well and really good that probably doesn't get the recognition it deserves, which is the marinades and the rubs. So let's start with the marinades first. I've never been a huge marinade guy, so how do you suggest people use the marinade if they buy it? You know, uh, Greg, um, uh, our marinade is great, especially on beef. And uh, there's a lot of competitors out there that use it on their brisket. Mm -hmm. And if they're doing steaks, 
which is really becoming popular, uh, it's awesome. Um, it's a short marinade. Don't do it hours, 45 minutes um, at the most. And uh, it's on the, on the top, not an injection. And it's really good. Um, it's walked many times at competition. <laughs> so, so when I won the world championship in 94, I used our marinade. And uh, I've used it many times. All right, and then and our go ahead. I was going to say, and then you also have the line of rubs. Yeah, we have three uh, seasonings: our original, sweet, spicy, and high plains heat. And so we're known more. Uh, I mean, we have more than just um, barbecue sauce. We have seasoning and marinade. So I, you know, ask people to check us out. Because they're they're great. Paul, let's talk quickly about the head country competition side of things. How is 2019 shaping up for you? What have you done so far, and uh, what do you plan to do for the next couple months? You know, uh, Greg, we've only done a couple of contests: uh, Houston and uh, San Antonio rodeo contest. Mm. We plan to do a few more. I don't compete as near as much as I used to. But I uh, want to stay connected with my uh, friends and colleagues that compete. And um, so we'll do some more. And uh, I, I do some special events that I've been asked to do. And that's kind of what I've been doing for the last couple of years, uh, getting ready to do the Kansas governor's uh, wild turkey hunt. And, um, you know, that's kind of, special events, but I, I want to stay connected with my barbecue guys. Are you out of the so, competition stuff as much just because there's not an interest or are you just busy doing other stuff? Exactly. Well, that's exactly it. I'm very interested always, mm-hmm. but just doing other things that people ask me to do. And then, you know, if a competition comes along, uh, and I've already committed to doing a, a special event, then I'm going to go do the special event, not the competition. So uh, I just need to commit to competing more. Do you have plans to do the World Food Championship this year? I don't. Uh, I, there's one contest coming up, and if I uh, you know, win that category, then I'll go back. But right now, no, I don't plan to do that event again. All right, uh, Paul Shotty joining me here on the show. Paul, last question here before I let you go and appreciate the time tonight. Uh, as I had mentioned uh, through a couple different guests here and at the top of my show this evening, in 12 days the nomination window closes for the 2019 Barbecue Hall of Fame nominations. We don't know who's going to make that uh, long list of nine, which will eventually get pared down to three, and then those three eventually get in and will make up the 2019 class. But if you could usurp all the processes and jam somebody into the Barbecue Hall of Fame this year, no questions asked, who do you think would go in in your estimation? Well, you know, um, Greg, uh, it's been an honor for the last two years to be nominated myself. So I'd love to go in there because I'm – uh, an inaugural member of the Oklahoma Barbecue Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. 
But if I could nominate somebody for the National Barbecue Hall of Fame, it would be Joe Traeger. Really? Um, yeah. Um, you know, Traeger Grills um, just done a phenomenal job. But Joe himself, um, a great guy and just love people and um i just think he would be a great guy to be in the hall so uh i'd love to be there myself one of these days and um hopefully will but uh joe would be a great guy paul shavi is the vice president of head country the website headcountry.com grab some sauce grab some of the rubs grab the marinade which is doing very well in backyards and on the competition circuit as well and paul always appreciate the time and enjoy yourself at mbbqa this week yeah are you gonna be there uh i will be in louisville kentucky for a junior olympics volleyball tournament so i, <laughs> I will not be there this year. but maybe next year if it's those damn kids they ruin everything paul all right. Well, you know, that's what it's all about. So, Greg, always nice to talk to you, and we'll talk to you soon. All right. There he is, Paul Shoddy. Joining me right there, Head Country and the website headcountry.com if you want to grab up some bottles of barbecue sauce. There's a place in Wooster, Ohio called Omahoma Bob's. If you ever find yourself, dude, what is going on? With the camera tonight. Last week, everything looked so good. This week, everything looked so bad. That didn't help anything. Blurry. Jeez, oh, Pete. What a nightmare this is. How can it change this much from one week to the next when I don't make any changes? God, the color's all messed up. I didn't change any of the lights. I've had it. Hold on. Let me. All right. That's a little better. So, ugh, whatever. Uh, I, you're damn right, Kinger. It always looks bad. Uh-oh. It always looks bad. <laughs> Not always. Last week looked pretty good. If you go back and look at the highlights from last week's show, Jason, I think you would agree that last week was pretty good. It almost had a high-definition look to it. I know, but I can't go any more than 360 because, you know, I don't have the bandwidth. I don't have the upstream. I keep hearing about Google Fiber. No. Who was it? AT&T is supposed to be putting in fiber now, but they lie a lot. AT&T lawyers, if you're listening to me, I'm telling you, you lie. You say you're going to have all this great speed and everybody's going to have access to it, but nobody has access to it. You just hear about how great it is. F it. Whatever. Evidently, there is AT&T fiber that's going to happen at some point. Did you change the bat? Batteries on what? Everything's plugged in. I didn't I didn't change anything. Nothing. I changed nothing. When it's good, I don't touch anything. It's always the same. Except when it looks like it's different, like it does now. And I hate everything right now. I want to turn the camera off. All right, thanks again to Paul Shoddy for joining me. Again, headcountry.com. 
follow me socially at BBQ Central Show on Instagram. Also, same on Twitter slash BBQ Central Show on Facebook. Don't forget to check out YouTube as well. Over uh, yesterday, we had a huge upgrade in the studio, and we put in a we. I put it. Well, I didn't do anything. I hired an HVAC company to install what they call a mini split. So now this, uh, let's see, if I lay down, it's probably 10 feet long, 7 feet wide, 7 feet. It might be a little less than 7 feet wide. But let's call it a 10 by 7 room, which about this time of year, as we make our way into the more warmer months, the more warm, as we make our way into the warmer months of the year, with the lights on, even with LEDs, the computer screens uh, generate heat, and the computer generating heat, it is it will get probably into the 90s here, and it has uh, really taken a toll on me as we approach into the second hour. Sweating, I'm always afraid you're gonna be able to see like beads of sweat coming down my face. I can feel it on the back of my neck and rolling down into the small of my back. Well. This new mini split that's been installed on the wall has this room right now at a comfortable 72 degrees. Oh, my. Douglas, it is so nice right now. And I have this. I can set the temperature right here. I can control fan speed. It's its own little uh, thermostat as well. I can control the louver, so if I was doing heat, I'd have it pointed down so it would go down and rise up. When the air conditioner's on, I have it to shoot down and fall because cold air drops. It's an Ameristar. I don't know if anybody knows what that is, if it's any good or not, but I kind of put it on layaway for a number of months. I think I started making payments on it in advance in November of last year. So finally got it all paid off and the guy was like, hey, I just want to get this out of my shop. I want to install it. Thing's great. One day in and we are as comfortable as it gets. Can't wait to see what this is like in mid-July. We'll see. All right, let me talk to you quickly about Green Mountain Grills before we get to Christy Vanover. These are some of the best pellet cookers out there on the market right now. They have a brand new model out or a brand new line called the Prime Line. You can see through the pellet hopper. You can see through the cooking uh, cooking chamber lid. Much more robust chassis for longer life, uh, both on the Daniel Boone and the Jim Bowie. Both have the 12-volt operation that the Daniel Boone has. I'm sorry, that the Davy Crockett has. This gives you better control over fan auger speed, pellet consumption has gone way up. Pellet efficiency has gone way up. These things are great. Same cooking space as you are used to with the classic line. Also, if you like uh, doing the pizza stuff, you can rip out the guts on the prime line as well and drop the pizza oven insert in there and away you go. As Jason Baker said a couple weeks ago, if you have something other than a Green Mountain Grill, he has seen people kind of Frankenstein the pizza oven insert into their pellet cooker. Doesn't probably fit 100% great, but you know what I'm saying. GreenMountainGrills.com. That's GreenMountainGrills.com. And we are back with Girls Can Grill creator Christy Vanover right after this. Stick around. Be right back.
continuing to produce incredibly mediocre content in an exceptionally professional way. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. Hey, welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by Fireboard. Monitor up to six different temperatures simultaneously. Connect to Wi-Fi for cloud-based monitoring or connect via Bluetooth if you want. If you have Alexa or the Google Assistant in your home, you're locked. Fireboard fully integrated with both. Find out more by visiting fireboard.com or call 816-945-2232. By the way, shout out to Ted Conrad and the gang. I know they're listening in this evening. We'll be uh, looking to have Ted on in the next week or so, depending on how it works out for his schedule. So always thanking them for their support. Helping me close it out tonight, a competitive barbecue cook, KCBS certified judge, very popular on the social media scene, 45,000 followers on Instagram. Always looking to promote the fun of cooking over some type of live fire. Let's go ahead and race to the hotline as we close it out with Girls Can Grill creator Christy Vanover (laughs) and Park Ranger. Christy, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Good. Any uh, jackal sightings in the wild or anything? No. On Halloween, I saw a tarantula walk across the street. But that's, really? That's about it. Have you ever yeah. eaten a tarantula before? I have not. I heard uh, I, I dipped, try in, anything, though. dipped in chocolate. I heard they're supposed to be very delicious. Hmm, maybe a little crunchy. <laughs> yeah, crunchy. I guess anything dipped in chocolate, if you like chocolate, is probably going to be kind of delicious no matter what. Sure. <laughs> Uh, so I've asked every other guest, and I certainly don't want to leave you out. The NCAA Crazy Times Tournament is taking place. Uh, do you have a final two out of the final four left that you think are going to move on? So I'm not huge into basketball either. You um, and Stover, what the hell? No, I at least know the teams. So like, yeah, so I'm excited for Texas Tech since it's their first time being there. Um, I, but I can't remember which four is on which side. It's so, Auburn. Yeah. It's Auburn and Texas Tech. By the way, both uh, both their first time in the in the Final Four, and then you That's have right. Michigan That's State, right. Virginia on the others. Yeah, I, I said I'm going to go with Spartans. That's yeah, Michigan State. I, man, it is tough to yeah. go against Tom Izzo. I think he is always kind of overlooked in the regular season, but I think he's got it figured out. Get into the tournament, your your uh, conference tournament. Do well in that. If you win it, obviously you're in. Or if you have a decent season, you can get in just on the uh, sure. the the general bid. But man, oh man, that guy knows how to coach them up when it counts, and they are on a run, the likes that we might ever see again. So we'll see how it works out here over the next couple weeks. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so let's talk about barbecue season. And with you, it's fun because you know some of the people that I have on their only judges or their only cooks, and mostly they're just cooks. But you do both sides of it and you like yeah. both sides of it so uh, from a competition side of 2019 what are you looking at um yeah for me so i've got a couple coming up in may so what's that next month already yeah i'm going to Sholo, arizona which will be my first time at that comp and i it's at a higher altitude so people who've cooked at it in the past have told me to just kind of get ready for that because when you're cooking at a higher altitude your temps aren't just i think it's gonna be more cooking to temperature excuse me cooking to um feel than it is to temperature because your brisket for instance might not hit let's say you go to 205 normally it may be done at a 200 but it's just really understanding that it's kind of that buttery consistency versus waiting for the probe to hit the mark so that'll be a fun challenge for me there's also an sca um cook-off there so that'll be my first sca cook-off i haven't done a steak cook-off yet Mm. so i'm going to give that a shot um, and then at the end of May, I'm doing the Best Damn Barbecue competition in Boulder City. It's called the Best Damn Barbecue because it's by the Hoover Dam. So um, that one's always fun. That was my first competition two years ago was that one. How are you setting up for the SCA event? What are you practicing? Uh, what kind of yeah. utensils are you having? And, and what do you think you need? This is the very interesting question. What do you think you need 
to do or have your stake look like in order to give yourself the best chance at winning? So great questions. Yeah. So I was following Grogo Robin when, you know, when she was getting ready to do the competition and actually I'd recently joined Cosmos Q. He's got a, a like a club, a barbecue yep. club that you can join. Yep. And he did a class on there teaching you step by step how to do things. So really enlightening because it's, I mean, I cook a ribeye all day long, but not like that. Like I'm going to be tying it up. I'm going to be using certain rubs. Um, you know, you've got the, the quarter turns and all that that you do, but interesting that you, so you know how some people flip, they'll, they'll put it on and then they'll, flip it and then they'll do the quarter turn or half turn and then they flip it and then so just getting all that down practicing the flips has kind of been fun um and trying to decide what grill to use uh i don't have a pk um i actually just got the new oklahoma joe rambler which is one of their new portable charcoal grills so um it just came out and i it's still in the box so i'm going to give that one a shot and practice with that and see how that one goes are you hmm dear i don't want to spin off into a diatribe here but are, uh, so as a competitor i mean you've seen how competition barbecue has gone here over the last you know number of years and just from an outsider's view looking into competition barbecue it was popular as popular was growing is growing and then somewhere along the line and i don't know exactly where it was but i mean it had to have been somewhere in that 2009 maybe 2010 range nobody wanted to deviate from a f- the flavor profile that was winning. And I would sit here and, and mm. challenge people to say, maybe it hasn't changed in eight years or, or nine years very much, if at all. And nobody seems to want to be the guy or gal to say, mm-hmm. you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to go completely out of the box, this competition. And mm-hmm. if it scores well, then I'm going to do it again. Then I'm going to do it. And that's kind of like the change agent of flavor profile, but it costs so much. There's so much expense involved. Nobody wants to play too far out of the box because yep. the perception, and I guess the rule is you'll probably be penalized, you won't be brought up. So all the way back now down to the State Cook-Off Association stuff, mm-hmm. would you rather see somebody have, I, I think there's a perception that you need to have those quarter turns and, and all that stuff that you were talking, you got to have grill grates to in, in, infuse yep. those grill marks on there. Would you Would you hope that it it wouldn't be like that? You could go with a flat top or you could go with it didn't matter how the steak looked per se or have those grill marks in order to get the win because i think that's what it's skewing to at this point yeah yeah i agree i mean that's barbecue in general like i mean if you know when we eat ribs at home or ribs at a restaurant everybody likes them fall off the bone but if you're at a barbecue competition and they pull all the meat off when you take (laughs) that bite it you're scoring down i mean it's 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 just like that across the board so yeah with steak too i mean i'm all about grill marks i think you know i always say diamonds are a girl's best friend and to me my diamonds are grill marks so uh you know i i love the grill marks on the steak but you're right as far as like shaping it into that perfect you know circle and it's it's not natural just like chicken thighs the what we do to chicken thighs is not natural i mean but it's kind of the game um and yeah i guess we kind of all conform i mean there's a few people who will throw out chicken legs every now and then um try to make things different and, and they test it out. They test the waters. I think the guys who do the, a lot of competitions a year, they've got a little bit more wiggle room to test things out. Um, whereas me, I do like, I'm hoping to do seven this year and I just don't have a lot of, a lot of room to play. So I'll probably, probably be pretty conformist. Although I tried a few new rubs, um, with my chicken in February, I tried Susie just launched a Susie from Hey Girl Hey. I know she was on your show recently yep. and she just launched a new chicken rub that she never intended for competition barbecue. And I tried it and I won first place. So um, there's some new stuff out there. I mean, I think go, you still got to go with your taste buds. Um, don't just go with what every video says or what all my recipes say or what other people recipes go with what tastes good. 
Christy Van yeah. Over joining me here on the show from girlscangrill.com, also on social media handles at girlscangrill. Uh, so that's the competition side. Uh, what about the judging side? Yeah, so it's hard to judge as much as I want to because every time there's a competition, I want to cook it, and there's not a lot here in the Southwest. Um, so actually, uh, next weekend, I'm going to be judging what we call the spring training. Um, our Nevada Barbecue Association has spring training where the cooks get to cook and take it into the judges. They're all CBJs, and then the CBJs actually give them feedback live and tell them why they scored the way they did. So I won GC last year at spring training, so I decided I'm going to judge it this year and just give that a shot and, and help my fellow teammates out too who are competing on the Nevada barbecue circuit um, to just kind of give them the feedback from my experience. Um, and then I, I have judged the Jack for two years. I'm going to do that again this year. Mm. Um, that's that's really awesome, really amazing. I mean, you, you're sitting in there with a whole bunch of Hall of Famers. You're tasting the, the world's best barbecue. Uh, doesn't get much better than that. I mean, the brisket is like, we need half points almost. The brisket is like so like evenly amazing. Is it not fair to say anymore that the judges discrepancy as far as the experience palette is is so drastic i mean does everybody have an idea what's happening there at the jack yeah. um it's it's interesting because there's also celebrity um judges so you have a range from like master cbjs to barbecue hall of famers to someone like me who judged the jack two years ago and it was only like the second or third time that I'd ever judged a competition but I'd cooked at a competition so I at least was you know had that familiarity but then there's people there who are like local newscast people and they're not cbjs well you have i take that back you have to become a cbj before you compete but they don't have a lot of experience right. judging or cooking so um i think there's a good diversity but they do a really good job of splitting that across the tables so your table's not going to be like all master cbjs and then the table next to you is like all newscasters it's it, they've got <laughs> like one newbie at each table mixed with the really you know hall of famers and stuff all right so from a uh location perspective you're in nevada so like well, you know west coast area do you have a state of barbecue on the west coast in your opinion on kind of where it sits oh you i'm you don't mean a literal state like california nevada no no no, no i mean like where, where do you where do you think the the you know the the state of uh, competition barbecue yeah. is right now in your area yeah, you know, we're a pretty tight-knit crew. Um, you know, we've got Sterling Ball with the whole West Coast offensive and the California teams. Um, they all pretty much come to the Nevada and Arizona comps, and we all pretty much go to the Arizona comps, and a few of us travel from Nevada over to the California comps. So um, it's a pretty tight-knit group, um, considering how spread out we are. And again, there's not a lot of comps over here. Um, so I think I think we see a lot of repeats at the, uh, at the competitions. A lot of, I'd say, more teams from California, a few more from Arizona, from Arizona and then us, Nevada, we've got like three to five teams probably. Um, it's growing. It's tough, I think, when we start to see new people join the club and think about doing competition barbecue. It's expensive and they get discouraged when they're realizing that the guys winning are spending $200 on the brisket and they're going to Costco and getting their prime or sometimes getting their choice. Um, so that, that makes it tough for people to, to jump into the game. But, yeah, it's... It's fun, though. <laughs> well, certainly. Otherwise, people would – well, I guess people would do it if it wasn't fun. But usually <laughs> you're doing it because there's some amount of fun in it. Um, outside of the competition stuff, uh, you're looking at taking some classes. Uh, one of them is actually going to be here in Ohio. Yeah, yeah. So I actually, I try to do some barbecue classes because I'm always learning. I just finished uh, Travis Clark's class down in Oklahoma 
I think that was in March or so. Um, I've taken Fergalicious class, Smitty's class um, from mm. Loot and Booty. Yep. Um, but yeah, I'm going to be going up to Certified Angus Beef. They're doing a barbecue pit master class, and it's it's a barbecue summit. So it's not so much how to do competition barbecue, but we're going to break down a cow. We're going to make sausage. We're going to go to a ranch. Um, I've been an ambassador with them now, going on my second year. Um, it's just the it's just the high end quality beef that I like to use, and so we're just going to really kind of get a hands on experience in there in their culinary center. So I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. And that's in Worcester, Ohio, right? Yeah. Probably like around the corner from you. Yeah, that's right. Guess who's not going. All right. Well, whatever. I mean, I've only been here for like uh, 15 years, but nevertheless, um, in my suitcase. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, we'll see what happens. I'll get there some way or another, whether it's in your suitcase or if I just show up and like crash the party. So we'll see what goes on. Um, what is Cali in May for, uh, for some type of a boot camp? Yeah, so um, I'm going to California to Alisal Ranch, which is kind of near LA a little bit. Um, and they do this barbecue boot camp um, in May, and I think in October is their other date. Um, but I'm going to learn all about the Santa Maria style of cooking. So I'm familiar mm-hmm. with it, but not not really ever tried it. I don't have that type of grill at home. Um, and Frank Ostini, who is kind of like one of the masterminds behind it all, he's going to be doing some of the training there. We're going to learn about spices and spice blends and then just have a really fun time on the ranch too, like horseback riding, fishing, canoeing, and all that good stuff. So it's a... Uh, I think it's like three days or so and we'll stay in a nice little lodge and yeah just have have a fun time uh, one of the things i wanted to ask you about tonight is quick meals um i saw the other night you did like a, a quick little pizza you'd got home from work you know we're all very busy kids that uh, adults that have kids maybe they're into sports i mean it, it's very easy to just kind of get into a rut of buying out it doesn't necessarily have to be fast food but you're not spending time in your house you're spending money away from your house because it just seems to be most convenient. But there are ways that you can feed everybody, kind of make it healthy, and not have to continually spend the dollars because you are putting out money to travel for those sports and to pay for those sports. I mean, I'm in the middle of it, of course, so I can certainly feel the pain on many different sides. Uh, What do you suggest for like quick meals that are good and easy to make? Yeah. So just the other day I did a a pizza and like a lot of times when people think about grilled pizzas, they make their own dough and it's really nice. It's really good. But when it's like a quick night and I've had a long day at work and I just really don't feel like making dough as much as I love to, I just buy non bread. Um, You just get it in your like deli section or the, where you buy your bread and all that stuff. And it's basically like flat pita bread and they even have like a garlic flavored one. Mm. And then I just buy the jarred pesto sauce or jarred tomato sauce and throw it on with cheese. And I think last night I did mushrooms and a little bit of garlic and chili pepper and just, I just threw it on the grill. I, I threw it on the Weber. I think I was probably at like, I don't know, 400 degrees or so, but just a gas grill, just the Genesis. Cause it's, it was 10 minutes. Dinner was ready and it was nice and crispy and the cheese was nice and melty. Um, another, another thing that I do that's really quick and easy is, you know, on weekends, most people listening to the show, they're probably cooking up big slabs of meat. They've got leftover brisket, they've got leftover pork and you can only eat it like on a sandwich so often. So a lot of times I'll make taquitos, I'll just wrap them up in flour tortillas, mix them probably with like cheese, either cream cheese or pepper jack cheese and maybe a little cumin or something and then roll them up in tortillas and throw them over indirect heat for like 425 degrees until they just start to get crispy and dunk them in some ranch or some salsa and you're good. Are you uh, working on any new recipes coming up that we should be keeping an eye out for? 
Mm, I'm always working on new recipes. <laughs> um, let's see, what do I got working on? Yeah, I'm doing a, I'm doing a smoked chicken recipe that's going to be a little bit different coming up. Um, I, I actually just got a new griddle that I've been testing out. I'm, I'm actually focusing a little bit more on some reviews. So I just got my Daniel Boone Prime. So um, it's in the box in the backyard. I got the Oklahoma Joe Rambler that I was talking about. And then I got a Next Grill griddle that's uh, that uh-huh. I've been practicing some hibachi and different stuff on. So yeah, doing that. And then I've been loving the campfire. Um, right now for Vegas, our temps have been awesome. And next month, we'll probably start to hit our triple digits. So sitting around wow. a campfire when it's 110 is not the most enjoyable no time. Doubt. So yeah, lately, I've just been sit- sitting out there and, and cooking everything I can on cast iron. I throw my grill grates on top of a, a lodge cook stand. And then I just throw my cast iron on top or, or whatever else. And it's it's been fun. Campfire cooking. Uh, socially, yeah. you can find her at Girls Can Grill on the web, mm-hmm. girlscangrill.com. Uh, she is Christy Vanover. Christy, really appreciate the time tonight. Thanks so much. Thank you. Take care. You got it. There she is, Christy Vanover. <laughs> girls Can Grill. All I think about when I say Girls Can Grill is that uh, 80s song, uh, the Duran Duran song, Girls on Film. Girls Can Grill. Kinger, make me up a thing for that. You're uh, fancy with all that stuff. Girls can grill. Girls can grill. You know what song I'm talking about, right? If I had my Spotify piped into the mixer, I'd pull it right up. Girls on film. Smoking Joe's barbecue pits in. Hey yo, hey yo. All right, thanks again to Christy Vanover. And I think that's going to be it. Yes, uh, Kinger, if you're not singing, you are not. Andrew, you are not. (laughs) You are not giving me that video. You sing. You should be singing into a booze teen microphone. That would be even better. Girls can grill. All right, we're back to wrap the show right after this. Stick around. Whole Packers. Full racks, legs and thighs, injecting butts. If you've never heard this before, you might think you've found the best triple X show ever. Let's get back to the most homoerotic host out there today, Craig Rimpy. All right, welcome back. Thanks again to Christy Vanover for joining me last segment. Girlscangrill.com, add girlscangrill socially. Let's try and do it. Let's try and get out on time. All the way back in the first hour, Malcolm Reed. HowToBBQRight.com, Killer Hogs, Barbecues, Pitmaster. Talked about deer, talked about lamb cheeks, talked about testicles, various other stuff. You know I just wanted to say testicles. Sam the Cooking Guy is going to be stopping by once a month after Malcolm Reed's segment. Talked about wok cooking and some other items. Second hour, Paul Shotty, head country, joined me. He's going to be at MBBQA this coming week, so stop by and say hello to him and check out his talk on bringing something to market. Christy Vanover helped me close the show. Girlscangrill.com at Girlscangrill Socially. Big show for you next Tuesday, September 11th, 2001. I will never forget until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night now.